0: Welcome to Working for Women, the Independent Women's Forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better.
1: Hello, I'm Heather Madden, Director of Operations and Policy Research at Independent Women's Forum, and your host for today's Working for Women podcast. Today, I'm here with Hadley Heath Manning, Director of Policy at Independent Women's Forum. Today, we're going to be discussing tax reform and how it would impact women and their families. Hadley, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Heather. You know, Hadley, um, our tax code hasn't reformed uh, since 1986, uh, and, but it's certainly grown since that time. In fact, our tax code has changed almost 5,000 times from 2001 to 2012, which is an average of once every day. Uh, today, the tax code consists of about two thousand six hundred and fifty pages, but then there's also about seventy thousand additional forms and guidance. So, can you talk about how this has impacted Americans' uh, you know ability to simply comply with the tax code uh, when, when filing their taxes each year?
0: Yeah, I think. Well, first of all. We're talking about tax reform, and I feel like this is an issue that's kind of hard to capture the public's imagination. Like, no one likes talking about taxes, right? It's not a very sexy topic, and no one likes thinking about doing their taxes either. Like, it's such a drain every year. But we do spend a lot of time thinking about our taxes, we spend a lot of time filing our tax paperwork, and um, I think the average American devotes about 27 and a half hours uh, to preparing his uh, individual income tax return, which is crazy if you think about it. That's like a part-time work week for one work a year. And that uh, that means wow, that the, yeah. co- the cost to our economy in terms of just navigating the tax code is um, about $409 billion each year, according to the tax foundation. So, you know, people are spending their time. A lot of people are hiring tax preparers and paying them or they're buying software each year to try to update and keep up with all those changes that you mentioned. Um, but that's just a huge opportunity cost that's money that we could be spending that's time that we could be spending on truly productive activities um, obviously for businesses um, having more time and more money means they could hire more workers they could invest more in their businesses they could raise wages for crying out loud they could lower their prices or something but instead uh, we spend we waste really enormous amounts of time and money just, try, just trying to comply. And that's aside from, you know, the money that we actually pay in taxes. So I can understand why people are frustrated by this. I think the frustration is really seasonal. You know, I think if we were talking about this in, you know, late March, early April, there'd be a lot of people who are just filing their taxes or, you know, a lot of people file just on January 1st. So, um, but here we are, you know, talking about it in September because um, Congress is about to address this issue. But uh, I think when people really think about, the time that they spend and how frustrating it is and just like the there's a psychological effect to this too when the tax code is so hard to comply with people aren't sure if they're doing it right and people want to know that they're doing this right you know we want to have confidence that they're not breaking the law um by missing something uh, you know not reporting something correctly on, on their tax return so uh, that's sort of what i think is uh the impact on americans it's psychological but it's it's mainly an economic you know huge waste and huge opportunity cost
1: Yeah, and I think most people, you know, would agree that it it shouldn't be so difficult to to follow the law. And, you know, most people, you know, they want to, you know, do uh, the right thing. They want to be law-abiding citizens. And so, you know, they don't want to, you know, be concerned um, about um, being penalized if if they were audited by the IRS. Uh, So that's that's a really great point. Um, You know, I would love to hear a little bit more about the different plans out there for reforming the tax code, Um, you know, Specifically right now, there's a lot of attention on President Trump's intended uh, tax overhaul. So can you tell us um, a little bit about what's in that plan and how it would affect everyday Americans?
0: Right. I think it's you know this um, the plan will go through several rounds, I'm sure, of negotiations in Congress. So it's hard to say now what the final details of the plan will be, but the president has offered sort of an outline. and One very important um, aspect to his plan is that it actually doubles the standard deduction. Today, the standard deduction is uh, $6,300 for individual filers and $12,600 for married filers. And I'm sure as people know, standard deduction is what you can take away from your taxable income before you pay income taxes. And so the the Trump plan would actually more than double the standard deduction. It would be $15,000 for single filers and $30,000 for married filers. And this means... Huge tax relief, to use one of the president's favorite words. Huge. It's going to be huge. Um, but fifteen thousand dollars for an individual filer. I mean, if you think about that, the federal minimum wage in the United States is seven twenty-five an hour. If you work full time, meaning forty hours a week, at seven twenty-five an hour, in the course of one year, you're going to make about fifteen thousand dollars. And so that means that your entire income would be subject to the standard deduction that means people would you know, be able to shield their income from taxation. And um, for people who earn more than that, of course, the increase in the standard deduction just means they'd be shielding more of their money from income tax. So uh, I think that's one very important facet to the plan Uh, He would also decrease the number of tax brackets, and this sort of falls under the simplification banner. Uh, Today we have like seven different tax brackets, and his plan would have three. And um, that would also kind of flatten the tax code a little bit, um, which means sort of distribute more fairly um, what different people are paying. And um, finally, his plan would include some, um, you know, some eliminations, to the deductions and loopholes that uh, many people use. Obviously, he wouldn't eliminate the standard deduction, he's increasing it by more than two times, Um, but he would eliminate a lot of deductions and and loopholes that contribute to the pages and pages and pages of of the tax code that you mentioned earlier. He would keep in place the um, deduction for your mortgage and for gifts to charitable organizations, Um, But a lot of the other things that people have to keep track of and that people have to put on their tax return, you know, trying to um, deduct from their taxable income, those things would go away. And the idea being, of course, that if you have a lower tax rate, um, and you don't have to keep up with as many tax deductions and you don't have to go looking for you know, the, the loopholes that are in the tax code, that you come out better because compliance is easier um, and it, it creates fewer economic distortions. Because, of course, if you provide a tax deduction for a particular activity or behavior, then that's going to encourage people to to do that activity. And our tax code shouldn't really be in the business of you know, rewarding certain people over other people based on, you know um, the, the, the what the tax code says is better behavior or worse behavior. The tax code should be sort of neutral to our economic activity. Um, so I think all these things sort of um, would result in, you know a, a smaller tax compliance burden, certainly, and then just a smaller tax payment burden, which I think everybody likes more money in our pockets, right? and and so, um, one study has suggested that middle-class families would save about $1,000 a year um, with the, the Trump tax plan. So I think a lot of these, you know, changes would be welcome. And then one other thing I wanted to mention, Heather, just because we are Independent Women's Forum and we do talk a lot about women and families, and the Trump plan, uh, as Ivanka Trump has spelled out, includes a few changes that are particularly helpful to parents. And and so I'll I'll just I'll just mention those. There's going to be an, a a new deduction. For child and dependent care expenses and a new type of tax-free savings account for child and dependent care expenses and an increase in the earned income tax credit for working parents. And so all of these things, you know, bottom line with those is that if you're a working parent, um, no matter what your income level, you can benefit from one of these changes. And I think that that's you know, that's a wise way to um, tackle the problem of, of very expensive uh, child rearing in today's society. And, and I think that's something that, you know, all working families can celebrate.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think uh, everyone wins when, when you can create new jobs and increase wages. And, um, you know, that last part you talked about um, helping parents, um, you know, that's a win for everyone, not just those at the top. Um, and so that kind of leads me to my next question Hadley, Um, you know I think a lot of people are interested in what's going to happen to the corporate tax rate here in the United um, United States. Uh, The current corporate tax rate of 35% is among the highest in the world here. Uh, Can you tell us about how this um, high rate impacts both businesses and workers?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, I think when people think of the corporate tax rate or really anything with the word corporate in it, which I think has sort of become like a villainized word, if it's corporate, it must be, you know, in a smoky room with people smoking cigars and up to no good trying to take advantage of the little guy. Um, And that's not that's not really right when it comes to the corporate tax code. Um, Corporate tax impacts everyone. It impacts um, obviously Investors and shareholders and people who are in the C-suite, people who are you know at the upper levels of management in corporations, but it also affects workers. And that rate that you mentioned, thirty-five percent, that's a it's a federal um, corporate tax rate. And remember, a lot of American businesses face additional corporate taxes at the state level. So you're right; we do have the highest statutory corporate tax rate in the world, which makes it hard for us to c- compete with other uh, countries in terms of um, you know competing for business. Um, but then we also have some of the highest effective corporate tax rates in the world. So I know sometimes people will hear, oh, we might have a high statutory you know corporate tax rate, but businesses don't actually pay that much because of all the loopholes. But the reality is when you measure the effective tax rates, actually, yes, American businesses do pay a lot in taxes. And what does that mean? That means American workers indirectly pay a lot in corporate taxes. It's really it's hard to say the exact percentage, but the Congressional Budget Office and the Joint Committee on Taxation, Make the the baseline assumption that workers indirectly pay 25% of all corporate tax dollars. Other economists estimate that percentage to be even higher, um, meaning that you know more than one in every four dollars that gets paid in corporate taxes is indirectly coming from workers. That means they're missing out on wage increases, they're missing out on more benefits, they're missing out on more economic opportunity in the workplace, and so I. You know, if you if you want to talk about what a lower corporate tax rate would mean, well, it's going to be associated with higher wages, according to the National Bureau of Economic Research, and it's it's going to be associated with more economic opportunities. As more businesses decide to, you know, headquarter in the United States, do business in the United States, hire American workers, uh, and pay them more because that money is no longer being sucked up um, by a very high corporate tax rate
1: you know, it seems like a lot of these reforms that we've been talking about have the potential to affect women in particular. Um, And this is of course something we're very interested in um, as Independent Women's Forum. Um, You know, women currently comprise 47% of the U.S. workforce, more women are breadwinners now than ever before, and uh, women-owned businesses are on the rise. So do you think tax policy is is a women's issue?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how other people's families work, but I feel like I'm the household financial manager, (laughs) even though I'm married and I have a child. I think a lot of uh, women and moms do that for their families. So we're acutely aware of where every dollar is going. You know, we do a lot of the uh, consumer decisions. We decide, you know, what kind of groceries we're going to buy and what kind of cars we're going to buy. And um, we even, you know, more so than ever, women are buying houses. Women are participating in the economy, have huge economic power compared to our uh, predecessors. Uh, you mentioned women as business owners just look at the way the uberized economy has given women more opportunities than ever to find you know what we might call work-life balance look at Etsy look at how many people have an Etsy shop you know look at how many women are taking advantage of technology and taking advantage of, uh, of the opportunities to uh, work part-time or work from home and really design their own, Um, economic opportunities work for themselves. I mean, this is an era of unprecedented opportunity for women. And that's good news. But that means that, yes, tax policy is more so now than ever a women's issue and that women are thinking about, you know, how much money they're paying in taxes. A lot of women are um, paying both sides of payroll taxes because they're paying as employers and employees they're um, thinking about the way tax policy influences their decisions about their mortgages and they're thinking about their uh, childcare expenses they're thinking about you know all the ways that th- these things are sort of working together um, to provide either greater social mobility, the ability to sort of save and move up that ladder and provide a better life for our children, or our policies are, you know, today, I'd argue that they may be restricting those opportunities by making it very difficult for families to get by. And so I think you're absolutely right that that women um, as employees, as employers, as participants in the gig economy, we're definitely paying attention to this and it's going to have a huge impact on us.
1: Here's a final question I have, Hadley. Uh, You know, September is a key month for policymakers. We talked about this a little bit um, at the start of the podcast. Um, The legislative schedule is packed with a tall list of must-pass items. Um, This, of course, includes comprehensive tax reform, but also repealing and replacing the Affordable Care Act and voting on a debt-filling bill. So how can the president and Congress come together and get this done?
0: Well, as I mentioned earlier, the... The final details of a tax plan uh, are hard to say because there will be some negotiating going on. There will be some back and forth, um, not just, you know, not necessarily between Democrats and Republicans, but as we saw with health reform, sometimes within the Republican caucus, there's some disagreement and there's going to be some, some challenges. So I don't think this is going to be easy. You mentioned, you know, sort of a laundry list of items that Congress is hoping to address. Um, And there are a lot of issues addressing the country, but the good news is for the president and for Congress that some of these tax policy changes that they're considering, um, whether it's reducing the number of brackets, um, lowering rates on working families, getting rid of deductions and loopholes that unnecessarily complicate the tax code, have broad public support. I mean, they have support... Um, across the political spectrum. So I don't think that this needs to be as partisan of a debate as it's probably going to be. Um, But I hope that the president and members of Congress keep in mind what's good for American families um, and and what's good for the American economy broadly. And I think if they do that, then they can get some really positive changes made um, that will impact our economy uh, right away. I mean, really jumpstart the economy, but also have long-term effects, um, allowing more and more families to 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 keep more of their own hard-earned dollars um, to move out of poverty and even uh, to move out of the middle class into the upper class but just to have people continually improving their lives um, through having a a more straightforward tax code the tax code like i said at the beginning it is not a sexy topic but it's one that touches our lives in so many ways Um, i would say you know maybe the only other policy area that's more boring and also of equal economic importance is monetary policy. So I'm glad we didn't have to talk about that today, but but the tax code's a big one and I'm, I'm glad they're gonna address it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you know, and even if Congress isn't able to agree on, on the best way to fix every problem and, and, uh, and, you know, and eliminate every complication, then even if they can make, you know, some progress, um, then I think that they'll, you know, eliminate a lot of the, um, you know, the issues in our, in our tax code and that's going to be a big payoff for um, for the American people, but also, you know, for the economy. Okay, this has been another edition of IWF's Working for Women podcast. Thank you, Hadley, for being our guest today. To our listeners, if you are interested in learning more about tax reform and other issues, please check us out at IWF.org. Thanks so much for
0: tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or Stop by IWF.org for similar content.